Hi, this is Jim Lyon. You're listening to Viewpoint with me today, Jay Harvey. Always good to be with you, Jim. How are you? Hey, Happy New Year to you, Jay. Happy New Year to you. It's the dawn of a new year and so much to think about. Have you got some resolutions cooked up? I'm I'm cooking them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not sure yeah. they're going to not sure they're going to boil, but I'm cooking them. Yeah, my resolutions are kind of cooked. <laughs> I'm not sure they're going to take me far. But hey, as we begin a new year, Jay, have you ever seen those ads for like DNA testing, you know, your your genetic history, you spit in a vial, you send it in, they analyze your DNA and give you some news back. Have you ever seen those ads? Yes, and I'm fascinated with them and I want to do it so bad. But you haven't yet? No, I haven't. Oh, well, I'm just telling you, I'm in. I've okay. already done it. I spit in my vial. I got the reports back. It is fascinating stuff. What's hardwired in me that I cannot change? What is changeable? And how do I approach life and a new year, for instance, with the knowledge of, well, what's in my genetic code and what might be facing me? Hey, there's so much to talk about and explore. Yes. Stay with us. We'll be right back. So, Jay, as we think about uh, this new year and about how we might uh, look forward to making some changes, everybody thinks about that as the new year dawns. What can I do better? How can I be more effective? I want to be a better person. I want to not make the same mistakes I made last year. I mean, we, we're always thinking about New Year's resolutions, which really are commitments to change. But then we have this new field of science, which is diving into our genetic code, how we're wired, how we're hardwired. Yes. And, you know, it's very popular on TV. So there are three big dogs in the business. Mm -hmm. There's 23andMe. Mm -hmm. There's Ancestry.com. And there's what's called Family Tree. Now, these three are all kind of dealing with the same process. Get a DNA sample, generally saliva, Mm -hmm. submit it to a lab, and then that is analyzed, and you get feedback. Some of it's just fun, fascinating, you might say, parlor talk. Some of it actually has implications. I've done the 23andMe. Okay. And that's because I had some family members who did it, and they said, Jim, you got to get in. So I tried it. Mm -hmm. And I was a little bit, like, lackadaisical about it. I'll do it because I'm pressured by my family. Right. (laughs) But, you know, I'm adopted, Jay. So honestly, as my family is kind of saying, Jim, you got to be in, they all know my DNA is not their DNA. I, I was adopted. I'm a part of a family, family that is bounded by love, mm-hmm. but it's not bounded by blood. <laughs> so right, right. Uh, my DNA is going to be like theirs. And I thought, oh, I'm not going to connect to anybody. But this is scientific, though. So it's not like the way I look at my family sometimes and go, who are these people that I'm living with? You're talking <laughs> yeah. about real science. Well, real science. Right. But, but I was thinking, I'm not going to discover anything about my family relationships because the people that have raised me gotcha. are not related to me by blood, by DNA. And I'm thinking, you know, most of the people in my bloodline, I know I'm adopted out of Ireland. They're Irish people. And are they doing 23 and me in Ireland? I mean, what? Right. I'm not going right. to have any connections. But hey, my wife did it. My sons have done it. My cousins, everybody's doing it. Now, my wife isn't DNA related to me, but my sons are. Wow. So there's a connector. All this backstory to say, I've been absolutely amazed at the reports that have come back. And seriously, with all candor, I'm so jealous because I've been wanting to do this. And this series, I'm sure, will 
be the, the final straw, so to speak, and, and I'll go ahead and we'll go through this process. But I'm just fascinated with what it can tell us because, as you mentioned a few minutes ago, um, the, the, the terms wired or hardwired, I've heard them over and over and over again. And I wrestle with that sometimes against the backdrop of the gospel. So I'm just so eager to hear uh, what came back and, and where this series will take us. Well, one thing I can tell you, the guy who spit into a vial thinking he wouldn't have any relatives, right. <laughs> they've, they have matched me to 1,026 people who carry my same DNA. Wow. I actually have a whole group of people who are related to me as close as second cousins in New England. I previously have known no one in New England, mm. and they're, they're all descended from the same village in Ireland where my mother was born and lived. And they didn't know her, but this DNA has matched us up. It's been a fascinating uh, excursion as they email me and we email back and forth and learn about each other. Fascinating. I learned that I have about 97% Irish. Well, no surprise there because both of my parents were born in Ireland. Right. Uh, 3% Scandinavian and no surprise there. You know why? Because the Vikings invaded Ireland a thousand years ago and they just were, you know, raping and pillaging, and yes. they, they, they couldn't keep their hands off those Irish beautiful women, and so here I am. <laughs> you might say, oh, that's all just nonsense, but it's kind of fascinating to think about. Exactly. Oh, but also there's information about, oh, my predispositions, like, actually, they say my body will be constructed to run, not lift weights. I mean, actually, wow. that came out of my spit Amazing. in a vial, and that's actually true. In yeah. other words, I've never been into weights, and I've wanted to runner. be, but it's yes. just not me. But man, I've been running for 35 years. But ex there's a genetic design, and they could tell that. They could tell that my eyes were blue, and that blue is a, a spectrum of color, and my blue would be in this spectrum, and bingo. They told me that I would thin on the top of my head, my hair would thin after age 40, but I would never have a bald spot in the no. middle of my back of my huh, head, right. like some guys do. Right. And guess what? Yeah. It's exactly what's happened. I'm an eyewitness. They're, you're an eyewitness. It's I'm a, just saying there's so it. much that you can read in there. Wow. But, but is there some personality stuff? Ah, mm, mm. No. Now we're and, talking. And then I'm thinking, whoa, where did, I, where did I go back to? Now, I've met my birth parents from Ireland. Uh, I've, I've met them. They've passed on now. But I know my birth family in Ireland. I now have two families. I call them my Irish family, my American family. All good with that. So then I think, well, where did I actually come from? Back to the Viking Age? Or where's my beginning? Do you ever right. think about that, Jay? So if I were to ask you, what's your beginning, what would you say? Oh, wow. What a question. I guess maybe some early childhood memories I would probably go to first. You That's know? what all of us tend to do as well, yeah. the beginning of my memory. But no, wait a minute. Is that your beginning? How about that? Is your birthday, the hmm. day you were born, is that your beginning? Hmm. Oh, no, wait a minute. Is it when you were conceived in utero? Was wow. that your beginning? Oh, but wait a minute. If you have a genetic code that you've inherited from your parents, right. your beginning goes to them. But what was their beginning? I and see then, where you're going with you see, this. And so how far back? And when you do your spit in the vial test, you mm -hmm. may find that you're from Romania. That's or right. Who knows where? But is that really the beginning? Wow. Okay, so now. Have you ever heard of mitochondrial Eve? Well, I'm becoming familiar with that term as I did some research on this topic. And it's just fascinating. And I'm not sure how many people know this, but we are all related. From what I understand, we're all can be traced back to being related to one singular female. Am I saying That's that right? Or you how got do you it. See you got it? it. So everybody knows, I think, that we have two chromosomes, X and Y. Right. Right. So 
women, female, are 2X, and males are X and Y. Right. So not everybody has two Xs, and women don't have a Y. Right. But everybody has an X. And so in our DNA, every person, male and female, living today or living in the last thousands of years, can be traced now genetically back to a single female. There's, there's a, an inner core of the cell development in the DNA that is constant, and it goes back to a single female. And she has about, been branded yes. Eve, not to say that science is saying that the story of Adam and Eve is right. It's just a name they've assigned out of that storyline right. to identify a single female ancestor that we all have in common. It's called mitochondrial Eve because the mitochondria is this little part of the cell that is this constant. Mm-hmm. Well, and you're I mean, saying that's science. That's, that's not science. Wow. And I'd say that's a beginning. Yes. That <laughs> what we is could a say is right. everybody has at least that beginning, and maybe there's some before that. That's hmm. what science is still exploring. But we know today everyone has that in your X chromosome. Wow. wow. Well, when you say in the beginning, mm-hmm. that takes us somewhere. When we come back, Jay, I want you to call out of the Bible that famous phrase, and let's see how today's science and that news from the scripture match up. In the beginning, probably three of the most famous words ever spoken, and that's how the Bible opens in the book of Genesis. And it describes there how the world was formed and how humankind was formed. So, Jay, give us a few verses out of that opening passage in Genesis. Sure. Speaking of beginnings, we we can just turn to Genesis 1 and, and read, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was empty, a formless mass cloaked in darkness, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface. Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. Wow. Reading that, it's, it's probably very familiar to people, and, and we hear that, but as we're talking about beginnings, and we're talking about my beginning or your beginning or my parents' beginning, but we read here in the beginning, you know, God's beginning, he's giving us this information, this, this fundamental information about how things began, or at least what he wants us to know about the installation of time and the beginning that we know of. And, and that's so it's the beginning fascinating. of all right. things. Right, exactly. But how about the beginning of humanity? Check that out in chapter 2. Okay. So out of Genesis 2, we read this. This is the account of the creation of the heavens and the earth. When the Lord God made the heavens and the earth, there were no plants or grain growing on the earth, for the Lord God had not sent any rain, and no one was there to cultivate the soil. But water came up out of the ground and watered all the land. Goes on to say, and the Lord God formed a man's body from the dust of the ground and breathed into it the breath of life, and the man became a living person. And Genesis 2 goes on to say in verse 18, and the Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone, so I will make a companion who will help him. So the Lord God formed from the soil every kind of animal and bird. Uh, He brought them to Adam to see what he would call them, and Adam chose a name for each one. He gave names to all the livestock, birds, wild animals, but still there was no companion suitable for him. 
So, in verse 21, we read, The Lord God caused Adam to fall into a deep sleep. He took one of Adam's ribs and closed up the place from which he had taken it. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib and brought her to Adam. At last, Adam exclaimed, She is part of my own flesh and bone. She will be called a woman because she was taken out of a man. This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. Now, although Adam and his wife were both naked, neither of them felt shame. Some of the most famous words ever written paints a picture for us at the dawn of time, and it speaks about the initiative of God to create everything that was, and then to create what I describe the zenith of creation, humankind, in his own image, both male and female, he made them. And uh, he breathed life into them, and they became living souls. I mean, there's so much there that talks about origin. Mm. But wait a minute. When I think about God creating, and the translation you just read speaks and references God as the Lord God. You know, we sometimes have an, a visual image of some long-bearded, right. you know, titan in right. the heavens who is mm-hmm. speaking these things into being. But in the New Testament, that same God assumes a human form so that we can understand and be reached by him as he comes and dwells among us. So in John chapter 1, this is in the New Testament, hear this, in the beginning the Word already existed. Now the Word here is a Greek term called logos, which actually is the very person of Christ, of Jesus. In the beginning, Jesus already existed. In the beginning, the Word of God already existed. In the beginning, this God was there. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. This Logos, Jesus, the Word, was God, was with God, and was God. He existed in the beginning with God, and God created everything through him. Hmm. And nothing was created except through him. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and His life brought light to everyone, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. Wow. So the Jesus, whose birthday we just celebrated at the Christmas time, this Jesus who we sometimes think of as a friend, as a Savior, we see Jesus on a cross, we see Jesus at Easter rising from the dead, He's very tactile, we see Jesus, we imagine his face, his eyes, his hair, his smile, we can imagine his touch. I mean, there's so much about the Jesus story in the Bible that is very easy for us to relate to. This Jesus is more than all the things I've just described. He is himself the creator. Yeah. So when I'm thinking about my DNA all the way back to the beginning, the beginning of the beginnings, I have to remember that Jesus is the creator God, and he's in the business of creating things. And Jay, your DNA, I believe, was created by Jesus, and so was mine. And at the dawn of time, it was created without flaw. Right. Over time, there are genetic mutations. There are all kinds of ways in which our our world has been, in a way, deformed, we would say, by sin. It's been corrupted by the entry into a perfect creation of the enemy of our souls and sin. But the DNA that God gave us at the beginning was perfect, and it's so amazing, and it weaves together to form us and to create us and sustain us. And did you just hear what I read in John's Gospel? He breathed life into everything. He gave life to everything. And later in the scripture, it'll say he sustains that life. Wow. Our DNA is the handiwork of Jesus himself from the beginning. Now, why does that matter? Well, because Jesus is still in the creation business. Mm -hmm. 
And the one who made me, the one who inspired the cells that compose my body, still is in command and still has capacity to create in me, to create new stuff in me. Yes, right. To, to recreate me. Right. <laughs> to right. change me up. He's got the original blueprint. It's his design. And if there are broken places in me, he has capacity to make them new. In fact, the whole gospel is the story of him redeeming the perfect thing he made and restoring it to perfection because it's been corrupted. So all of us understand that we've got some things going on in our own bodies that aren't perfect. Mm -hmm. We're all aging. We'll age out. (laughs) There's that whole wearing out thing. That's not the way God designed us at the beginning. And the story of Jesus coming back into the world is to rewire us with some eternal DNA. Think Mm. about that. Wow. Jesus rises from the dead, and he's in human form, and he's never going to lose that resurrection body. We have that same promise. It has a DNA thing in it. I think he's actually going to rewire our DNA and make it perfect like it was at the beginning. Right, right. There's so much here to think about. When you just do your 23andMe or your ancestry or your family tree. Right. You're not just learning about your relatives. You're not just learning about the uh, complexity of your present life. You're getting a window into what some would call, including Francis Collins, who is the father of the Human Genome Project. He wrote a book called The Language of God. Because when you, when you begin to explore DNA, you're actually seeing the designing language of God. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, what difference does it make? As I'm thinking about my new year, I think... As I go into the new year, I want Jesus to be very active in the reformation of my physical and spiritual and emotional and mental DNA. Yes, absolutely. And, and something else struck me as you were saying, into the new year, you know, it seems like we make resolutions and then sometimes that, that old habit comes back. But maybe if we, with this information, with, with the surrender once again to Jesus still being in the creation business, that we come at this a little bit differently. Yes, I know who I am through my 23andMe. I know my tendencies. But that's not the end of the story if we surrender that into the creator who formed us and knows us. He can give us a different year if we just believe that he's the one that created it to begin with, the original blueprints, as you said. And that's just a little bit different angle for me, which actually gives me a little bit of inspiration or hope that perhaps that surrender will lead to uh, something that I thought maybe I couldn't change, like a temperament or a, a habit of mine. And that gives me hope. I love that idea. There's so much that's being advanced in science and in medicine based on our genes, understanding how they have worked and how they haven't always worked so well. But even as human understanding of this spectacular DNA code Mm -hmm. is expanding, know that God who created it in the first place already knows all about it. Exactly. And when I surrender my life into his hands, he then is able to take all of me and begin to refresh and reform and renew, recreate me. When we talk about being born again... That's what Jesus said. You need to be born again to see the kingdom of God. Is he really talking about how we need to be recreated new? Mm-hmm. Our DNA is a key. There's lots to think about here. We want to give you just a moment to pause and reflect and then join us for the close. 
is God Be still and know that He is holy Be still, O restless soul of mine Bow before the Prince of Peace Let the noise of clamor cease Be still and know that He is God Be still and know that He is faithful Consider all that He has done Stand in awe and be amazed And know that He will never change Be still Be still And know Be still and know that He is God. Be still and know that He is God. Be still, be speechless. Be still and know that He. our Father, come rest your head upon His breast, listen to the rhythm of His unfailing heart of love, beating for His little ones, calling each of us to As you're thinking about who you are, and as this new year is dawning and you're thinking about who you want to be, maybe you're facing some obstacles or challenges that you think you cannot overcome. Maybe you imagine that, I'll never be able to fix this. Maybe you have some physical challenges. Maybe you have some spiritual or mental or emotional challenges, and you've been told all your life or you've begun to believe about yourself, you know what, I am what I am, period, and there's just no hope of change. We're here to tell you that he who wired you in the first place has the capacity to renew and recreate you. And it's worth the try. As this new year begins, surrender your life into the hands of God. Surrender your life into the hands of your Creator. Surrender your life into the hands of Jesus. He's alive. His DNA was perfected, and He lives even though He died. Wow, that's the promise He gives to us too. How do you get there? What to do next? Start right now. Start with us in prayer. 
All you have to do is take a deep breath, focus your attention on God, and pray with us. Here we go. Our Father, we're so thankful today that you hear us, that you know us, that you made us. We acknowledge, Lord, that in this broken world there are pieces of ourselves that you did not design, that have been corrupted by sin, our own choices to have our own will and way, for the ways in which we've disobeyed our conscience and done things that we knew were not right. All of this has a corrosive effect, even on our physical being. But Lord, today as a new year is dawning, we want to surrender our lives, all of ourselves, to you. We admit that we are powerless to change by ourselves, but we also by faith believe that you can change us. And we believe in the work of Jesus on the cross, his resurrection from the dead, the promise of eternal life. We believe that you are the creator who is redeeming your creation, and you're doing it through Jesus. It's in his name we pray. Now we ask, cause us to be born again. Cause us to be made new. Make us after your will and way. And we pray that in this new year of 2019, we might find new adventure, new success, and new victory in this life. May we be better in this new year than we were in the last, because you are working to redeem us. We pray in Jesus' name, Lord, with thanksgiving and confidence. Amen. Now, if you prayed with us just then, or even if you did not, but you've got some questions, you want to figure out what to do next, give us a call. Just dial this number, 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439, 24 hours a day and seven days a week. We're ready to hear from you. Please give us a call. But if you don't want to call, some people just aren't sure, Jay, they want to pick up the phone. They can check us out online. What's that web address? That would be www.cbhviewpoint.org. CBH Christians Broadcasting Hope. That's our acronym, cbhviewpoint.org. Read about the ministry, check us out online, send us an email, we will reply. Or you can send me a letter, just use the post. Address the envelope to Jim Lyon, Viewpoint, Post Office Box 2420, Anderson, Indiana, 46018. But whether you call us on the phone, check us out online, or use the post, please, let us hear from you this week as the new year begins. We'd love to walk alongside. And Jay, before we go, I just want all of our listeners to know that there is a convention that comes around every now and then where our listeners could come and join us. We'd love to see you face up, face to face, and to help you understand more about life, it will be in Orlando, Florida, just right across the front door of Disney World. I'll be there. This June 2019. You can learn more about it by going to our website, Chog Convention, C-H-O-G, convention.org. Chog, the Church of God, owns this ministry, this broadcast, and it's going to pull together from all over the world in Orlando. Come and join us. Check it out. ChogConvention.org. Hey, Happy New Year once more, Jay. Happy New Year. And I tell you, thanks for opening up this whole can of worms. I I feel like we're just scratching the surface, but it's so fascinating. I love it. I know that you're going to be diving into your own DNA (laughs) because your curiosity has peaked. Yes. And folks, if you want to do a DNA test, go for it. But we hope your curiosity is also piqued about the one who made you and is the author of DNA. For all of us at the Viewpoint team, for all of us at Church of God Ministries, which is the host of our broadcast, this is Jim Lyon. Stay tuned.